0: Yeah, that's right, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Civic Cipher. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. You know, usually I'm Q Ward, but today I am Grayson's father. Mm. Yeah. Stick around your radios because we have a lot to talk about, a lot of which will bring some context to uh, that statement Q just made. Um, In addition to that, it is now... Uh, a week and some change since the shooting, uh, the massacre in Uvalde, Texas. They claimed the lives of 19 school children. And we have a lot more information for those that listened to last week's episode. Uh, you know, we, we had limited information going into that, um, but we have a lot more that we need to break down and really re examine. Uh, and we're going to take a, the second half of the show and. and really take a critical look at what public safety means and uh, what our values are and what our priorities are as a society, as a people, as, you know, you know, different tribes with different concerns and so forth. Um, And of course, this is a place to have those conversations. So uh, definitely be sure to stick around for that. Um, We're also going to uh, breathe some life into uh, memorial day we know it's past, but because of the way the scheduling of the show works we didn't want to just not you know give any shine to it so we're going to take some time to uh over to dig into the overlooked black history of memorial day so forgive us for being tardy on that but as you know um sometimes we have to respond to things that are timely in the news which makes us have to adjust what we talk about but that doesn't mean that the adjustments means that the things we've adjusted are less important so again a lot to stick around for but first and foremost let's uh talk about some ebony excellence let's start off on a high how you feeling Q? shall we we shall so this one comes from black enterprise um the founder of slutty vegan restaurant gifts LLCs to entire Clark Atlanta's class of 2022. Now, let me bring you up to speed. For those that don't know what Clark Atlanta is, it is a historically black college. um, And we shorten that to HBCU, which stands for uh, historically black college or university. Um, So again, uh, the restaurant owner, Aisha Pinky Cole surprised over 800 graduates of her alma mater, Clark Atlanta University with a kickstart to launch their own businesses the slutty vegan ceo spoke to the class of 2022 during their commencement ceremony on saturday and gifted the entirety of the class a limited liability company or llc Uh, this is uh, according to fox 5 reports Uh, they're based in atlanta as well Um, here's a quote i have partnered with vero bank to provide every single graduate in this attendance with a new llc and a path to entrepreneurship End quote cole said before the uproar of applause Um, And she resumes, every single graduate in this audience will leave this stadium as a business owner, she proclaimed. For a press release from the university, Cole graduated in 2009 with a major in mass communications slash media studies. She was clowned Miss Clark Atlanta during her undergrad in 2008 and initiated into Delta Sigma Theta sorority Sigma chapter. So um, we wanted to take a moment to... uh Shout out some ebony excellence and some black entrepreneurship. And of course, this is the place to do it. And so once again, we're shouting out Aisha Pinky Cole, a.k.a. the founder of Slutty, Re- Slutty Vegan Restaurant. Um, and we definitely want to see more of that. Now, as we mentioned last week, um, we had to have a very difficult conversation about gun violence in this country. Um, I personally invited my child, my seven-year-old, to sit in with us. Um, The reason for that is he's approximately the age of the students that lost their lives in Texas. And I had to have a conversation with my son. Um, I felt like doing it on the air might help some folks who might have some difficulty broaching that subject with their own children. Mm Um, And I talked to my son who lives in a carefree world. You know, these things, these problems don't exist in his mind. Uh, As you remember, Q, um, and as you were deeply troubled by, you know, the first question I asked him was, baby, do you know that sometimes people get guns and go into schools and shoot children? To which he replied, no. And I want to be clear, I was not troubled
1: that he that these things don't exist in his world i was troubled because they have to Mm. thank you for that
0: well that is if if we boil it down that is a Ramses problem right I, i wanted to share that with everyone But, you know, if you could make a case for that being a problem that is just my problem that I have to deal with with my children in my home and everyone else has to have that conversation on their own. And that's the way it goes. Well, today we're going to have a conversation about what is decidedly the us problem. It involves all of us. It involves our votes. It involves our voices. It involves us putting pressure on our elected officials. It's about us taking a stand and changing the culture, changing the narrative um, in our day-to-day lives, in our communities, and in our cities, and in our countries. Um, and one of the things that I think may serve as a catalyst to this is what we now know happened in Texas. Where- when, when you say catalyst, expound a bit. I I know that I'm an optimist, so catalyst might be a strong word. But on this show, um, if you're a longtime listener of this show, you know that we bring light to a lot of myths that are associated with policing in this country. More police officers makes us safer, right? Very much a myth. Um, You know, uh, the only thing that can stop a good guy with a gun is a bad or sorry. The only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun myth. Um, police are heroes, largely a myth with some examples that actually do. They are heroic. And we've talked about them on this show. I you think know, I think have. some people are heroes, some people.
1: There we go. They just so happen to be officers. Right. There we go. That's the, a great way the to occupation say Occupation it. itself is not, does
0: not make you inherently heroic. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Um, again, if you're a longtime listener of this show, you know that we shed light on a lot of the terror that is, uh, endured by black and brown communities at the hands of police. A lot of it is unfair. A lot of it is unfounded. A lot of it is unnecessary. I'm not trying to say that all people in all black and brown communities or other Marginalized communities are innocent. I would never say that. But on this show, we look at things from often a uh, societal point of view. We look at systemic issues. Granted, we use specific examples to bring those issues to, to light. But the fact remains is that we deal with numbers, we deal with statistics, and, and so forth. And so in Texas, um, we learned that there were conflicting reports, but we learned that um, the police took some time to engage the shooter. Ramses, you are the most kind. I'm setting you up. And <laughs> gracious human that I've ever encountered. I just want to say that out loud so people can hear it. I, I, again, I'm, I'm setting you up because I know that you have some thoughts here. Um, But yes, that seems to be the most... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Alarming, unsettling, uh, element. We know there are several, but that's the most alarming because you have a police force, right, uh, you know, the, the people that get all the support from the right and from the, you know, all the trucks with the flags on and everybody with the flags and that flag that is an abomination and goes against flag code. If you have a gray and black flag with a blue stripe, that looks like the American flag that actually goes against the U.S. flag code. I'll say it as often as I can um, for all you patriots out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a police force here who, in 2018, were outfitted with bulletproof vests. They got more money,
1: not just vest.
0: Rams, good body armor. Body armor. That's what I wanted to say. Rifle-stopping mm-hmm. body armor, to be specific. Mm-hmm. So they, the, that police force was funded, not defunded. That police force was funded. Um, 40% of that city's budget 40% of their budget There you go
1: Okay, 40% Mm -hmm. of the whole budget Mm -hmm. For the whole city Mm -hmm. Went to the police officers
0: Thank you for saying that And Goodness gracious They had an active shooter in the school Multiple 911 calls Made Um, I've read reports that said They stood outside of the school as long as 90 minutes I've read reports that said parents actually jumped the fence escaped police custody because police were arresting parents for trying to motivate them to go in and stop the shooter as he was executing their children um and what it boiled down to is the police were afraid you know they weren't kicking in the door guns blazing where's the bad guy shoot him up risking their own lives you know heroic stuff they were being humans and they were uh you know probably had 90 minutes to debate their own uh, mortality right as you do when there's someone with a semi-automatic rifle in you know on the other side of a fence executing children um and what we learn is that you know i think that a lot of these stories that have come out really cut police down to size police as as a concept um all the training in the world all of the you know all this sort of stuff doesn't prevent you from being human. You know what I mean? From being afraid, right? And you don't get to be a hero and wait outside while children are getting murdered. That's like the opposite of a hero. That's like-, that's like It's the most extreme case of the opposite. Yeah,
1: exactly. You can hear and see. And you're stopping the people from going and getting their own children. And it, it is, it's important to point out third graders- because some people hear children and think teenagers and that would still be awful but we're talking about eight-year-olds again very very close to Adania's age yeah babies still mm-hmm.
0: now back to blue right um there are people who will say, well, that's one police force underneath one chief under one department and not all police forces are like that. There are going to be more heroic examples. And I would challenge that um, because what we're seeing is it, it, it's a testament to the opposite. You know, um, Anyone who subscribes to a detached, separate reality from the one that we're all living in is writing a story for their own purposes. It, there's confirmation bias or it, it's not even confirmation bias. It is a, um, I forget what it's called when when you, you're confronted with the truth and your brain cannot allow you to receive it because it goes against what your truth already is, right? And you're confronted with new information that's that flies in the face of what you know, to you have known to be true up until that point. Um, there's a term for it, but it escapes me right now but the long and the short of it is that what we have to do now is examine okay so what what does this mean what is the point of a police department really what is the point of a police department if not to stop people from shooting babies right to run into a school you know fire fire department right we know what the point of a fire department is they run into a burning building right they put the fire out. They save your property. They save lives. They do whatever they can, right? But it's immediate. It, you have to be on top of it. You can't sit outside and be like, "Oh, you know, it's it's uh, it's a little hot in there. I'm gonna just wait out here for a few minutes until it's a little bit more, you know, comfortable." Till the till the, my my blood has become acclimatized. You know, it's it doesn't work that way. If, if that were the case, then everyone would be fired, we would really think rethink what fire safety meant, right? But we have this sort of binary mentality in this country where, um, and, and I'll, I'll be honest and I'll be to the point this time because I do like to speak in code sometimes or be cryptic because I don't want to offend anybody. But what I've learned in my nearly 40 years of living on this planet is that, and I've seen this throughout history, because I've had to, obviously, I've studied a lot of history, not just doing the show, but just being me. That there is oftentimes in this binary society that we live in, there is a progressive
1: um, group of people,
0: people that feel like we can be better We can move forward. We can aspire to do more. We can grow. A lot of times, uh, Black folks and and people who empathize and sympathize with the plight of Black and, and other marginalized folks fall into that category. And then there is just opposition, right? Some folks would say, no, that's conservative. They want to keep things as they are. No. Actively opposing anything That changes the way that things are right now. Right. And as you uh, mentioned quite often, Q, even if it goes against their own interest. And I think that nowadays we see it more than ever because we saw, um, to be fair, I just saw clips and watched the whole thing, but at the uh, NRA convention. You know, people like Ted Cruz, who, you know, a lot of folks hung, hung this most recent shooting on him and his policies and his beliefs. He's one of the biggest recipients of um, funds, uh, campaign funds from the gun lobby. Uh, Mitch McConnell, of course, uh, the former president, Governor Abbott, all these folks, right?
1: Um, these people
0: oppose everything. It is asinine. So here, watch this. This is something that has troubled me. On the news, especially right-wing media, which is where a lot of these right-wing folks um, have uh, have a chance to say what they would have done or what the country needs to do. Right? Hear me out. I've heard that they want to make schools, single entrance, single exit, right? They want to make schools, they want to arm teachers, of course. Teachers have guns now. They have to be certified and go to gun training as if their jobs aren't already tough. Um, They want public resource officers, armed resource officers on every campus in the school, which by the way, there was an armed resource officer on the campus in Uvalde, Texas, at the time, the shooter broke in and shot up all the kids and those uh, teachers as well. Um, they want man traps. I've heard that one, which is basically like an alarm code or a l- alarm that traps an active shooter in a school. They want to outfit all the schools in this country, you know, so that they can address this problem. They'll do anything except say it's a gun problem. Let's address the guns. Right. Um, and then there's a bunch of other ones. I, there was some lady talking about ballistic blankets. They're colorful. Hang on. Hang on. I'm making the point right here. But just a week before that was a guy that walked into a, a grocery store. So all of that stuff in terms of public safety flies out the window. So you're going to spend all these billions of dollars to outfit every school in the country to ensure public safety. And you completely forgot about the grocery store. What are we going to do you mean about churches? What are you because you know people get shot in churches too, right? What are we going to do about concerts? I was in Vegas when all those people got shot at that, that concert. I was in Vegas too. Yeah. So um, an ambulance. Every no one could go anywhere. Stuck in the hotel. That's it. It was across the street from the concert. They had no idea that it had happened until afterward. But you know. Um. Actually stayed in the same hotel. Hotel. Yeah, I know. I was the shooter. Was I? I wasn't in the. uh, I was in the. uh, What is that? Mandalay Bay. Anyway. Um. So yeah. These people have every. they, They 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 say everything. They they like shift the narrative, right? So instead of it being a mass shooting, it's a school shooting, right? So how do we fix school shootings? No, how do we fix mass shootings, right? Because this is the problem that we're all dealing with. And then they have all these statistics. Oh, gun violence is that and the other handguns do most of the problem. Okay. Well, does that mean you can do nothing and that's fine? Now, I know I've been talking and I know you wanted to jump in. So let me allow you some space to say what you were wanting to say. Go ahead. I mean, it's tough because I don't I don't
1: have specific speaking points. You spoke earlier about cognitive dissonance. That's it. Like Thank this, you. this idea where in the face when faced with new facts that contradict whatever truth we have. Mm-hmm. There can't be a new truth. There are now two separate truths and we dismiss one of them. Um, profit above everything. Even the lives of our children. children. Yeah. That's a really, really tough pill to swallow. And it's gotten to a point where the divisiveness with the people in our country has caused us to, nobody can even say my bad anymore. Not only was I not wrong, but let me double and triple down on my wrong. Because I could never just admit, okay, we've been we've been doing this wrong the whole time. Right. Guns are not the problem. We need more. More armor, more guns, more of whatever is going to help my constituents make more money. Not what's going to make our people more specifically, our children more safe. How can I make the people who give me money more money? Um, it's very, very troubling. And, you know, in our next segment, I, I want us to actually read some of these details so people can, that don't know can hear some of the things that actually went on that day at that school while these children were being murdered. They were present while these children were mm-hmm. being murdered mm-hmm. and actively doing nothing to stop it. And I heard you um, I laugh and jest When Ramses interjects hope Into stories And situations that have shown us Enough times by now That they are completely hopeless These people do not care about us They only care about themselves Because even if they cared about their own children This would be an issue Their children go to school. They go to private schools, you know, and communities that they think are safer. Right. Because these shootings at these grocery stores and these schools. In these last most recent cases, the victims look like us. But we have been shown even when the victims look like them, that they don't care. Right? Because those victims are probably less fortunate than them. It's not just our minorities that get stomped on, it is our poor, no matter how they look. But they've done such a masterful job at the divide that the poor that look like them think, vote, and act like them, as you said, against their own best interest. Even when all the statistics and all the data and all the stories and all the videos show them, they don't care about you either. They've just done such a good job convincing you that they do, that you'll fight to continue to support the world that they've created for themselves as
0: their boot continues to step on you and us. I don't think anything illuminates that point any better than a man saying we need to install Traps at the school to catch active shooters. We need to install traps at every school to catch the active shooters. Okay. Okay. This is asinine. This is, we're not sharing the same reality because kids walk out of schools, right? Families go to grocery stores, right? Families go to worship, right? People go to concerts, right? People go to Pulse nightclub, right? Have you, you are we going to install man traps in every you see what I'm saying? So um, the people that lap that up and say, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, we need that. You know, those folks, that was a good accent. Wasn't <laughs> uh, those folks. Um, those are the people we need to have important conversations with, and it is now your responsibility to have that conversation. But we're going to move on.